Let's rock. Hello, yes, Dan Eisen here. This is the master of Tiger style, Lee Moriarty, Dominic Carini. This is Trey Lamar. This is Zoe Sky. This is Nick fucking Gage. This is Bobby Beverly, and you're listening to the IWTV Guide Podcast. Welcome to another edition of IWTV Guide, your guide to what's on independentwrestling.tv. I'm Jared J. Hawk Hawkins, the Rubber City Wrestling Manager of the Year for 2021. I'm going to brag about that for at least a week. Joining me as always, our own Jay Gold, Josh Goldstein. GCW and JCW's number one fan, as always. <laughs> and somebody who likes none of those promotions, Marky. I'm the number one fan of Femboys, for the record. And the number one fan of Funny Movie <laughs> Okay, we're done with that one. I got to get that in, though. I'm sorry. Listen, fun, funny bones wiener equals rating, so I am fine with it. I am absolutely fine with it. I feel the pressure being put on me now. I don't know how I feel about this. <laughs> we got, we got, we got some love from Funny Bone for. We got rating one up last week for over everything. I think we're in good shape. Absolutely, and I know what the people want. <laughs> more talk, more talk about genital and dick. Well, I like. I think more talk about wrestling only fans should be a new segment. If you ask me, I think Marcy, I think you have gold there. I think we should work on that. If Home Office wants to pay, like <laughs> uh, it was my, it was under my. I, I was under the impression that Home Office was just given an influx of cash, and we were going to have some OnlyFans reviews from Marcy. So we'll have to see. We'll see what they give us. I, I know they're listening. Yeah, I was under the impression that Home Office was calling that a one and done, but we won't see how that works. One and done, many, you know, they all could be the same thing. <laughs> Supposedly, took Storm opened up an OnlyFans this week and made like $10,000 like the first hour she had it open. No. Good I will her. volunteer. I will volunteer to review Tony Storm's OnlyFans per <laughs> home offices. <laughs> Can we do another another uh, a survey and see if a home office should pay for me to do that? <laughs> I, I'm voting for, it's, uh, pay for that one himself personally. But oh, no. <laughs> what have I started? <laughs> All right, let's let's not talk about everybody OnlyFans. Like a fun little segment, but we do have people that don't want to hear about about OnlyFans. So, what do they know? <laughs> How everybody week? Great, good, good, good. Lots of wrestling. Lots of I went to wrestling today. Lots of wrestling to talk about with people. Um, I actually used my AIW uh, fanny pack this whole week because I didn't feel like putting anything in my pockets, and the weather was nice. So, you know, I always say check out AIW's merch site because they have some good stuff. The uh, the fanny pack is a nice look. I like to wear it. Yeah, they I like it on some like leggings or something like that. They they do stuff like that. They're, I I have to be honest, I, they're pretty, uh, pretty good with, you know, if you say, hey, can you put something up there? I'm, I'm angling for a track jacket. I would very much <laughs> like a, a track jacket made. So we'll see. They seem to listen to you. So like they're out leggings as well for me. I'll do it. I'll throw it out tomorrow. As soon as, as soon, actually, as soon as we're done, we'll hop in the Discord and we'll say leggings, AIW leggings. We'd love them. Yeah, I, we I, should I, get some uh, IWTV guide leggings. I think we can make that happen. I, I could definitely go for a fanny pack. I'll have to look into that. Heck yeah! I'm, I'm in the wrestling business and I don't carry a fanny pack around. Like I'm doing it wrong. Yeah, I think you have to at this point. I think all. Yeah. I think it's part of the uniform. Pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, we got a lot to cover. We got a lot on IWTV guide this week. Let's go ahead and get to it. What's on IWTV? All right, we're going to start with Tuesday, March 22nd, 9 p.m. Eastern, the premiere of Combat Fights Unlimited Fight Night. Thursday, 8 p.m. Eastern Time, live, wrestling open, episode 12. 
Got two shows here on Friday, live at 7.30 p.m. Eastern Time, Friday, March 25th. Blitzkrieg Pro presents Energy. Mike Bailey against Alex Price. He's your main event for that show. CPA on that card. Anthony Green against Travis Huckabee. Marshall Klemovich against MV Young. A lot more on that card. Also on Friday night, 8 p.m. Eastern Time, H2O presents Bad Habit. Matt Tremont against Otis Kogar. Lucky 13 defending the Danny Havoc Hardcore Championship against Jimmy Lloyd. And a lot more on that card as well. Saturday, March 26th, we have a lot of live wrestling on Saturday. So get down and buckle up. 2 p.m. Eastern. It is Premier Wrestling Experience presenting PWX X16 Stage 1. It is the first round of the X16 tournament. And among the matches in that first round, going to be Lindsay Dorado against Ethan Cage, Anthony Henry against David Ali, Macon Miles against Wheeler Yuta, Savannah Evans against Effie. It's a 16 Perkin tournament. The entire first round will be taking place on that show. Also at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, Invictus Pro presents the 8 City Open airing live. This looks to be some kind of team comp concept. I'm seeing team captains, and I'm not seeing anybody anything else on there. Uh, but the team captains are listed as Facade, O'Shea Edwards, JVN, Big Calix, Mr. Grimm, Ken Broadway, and Puff. Also Saturday, 4.30 p.m. Central, which will be 5.30 p.m. Eastern Time. Black Label Pro presents in the fight. Jake Something defending the BLP Championship against Kevin Blackwood. Avery Good, professional wrestler against Kevin Koo on that card. One of Avery Good's last matches. Uh, Dan Champion against Dan the Dad. Calvin Tegman and Levi Everett on that card. A lot of good matches on that show. Saturday, March 26th, 7 p.m. Eastern Time. East Coast Wrestling Association presenting live the 26th annual Super 8 tournament. I will be at this show boarding my IWTV Guide gear. So if you see me at the show, come see me. And the eight people involved in the tournament this year, Elo Neal, Encore, Travis Huckabee, Ryan Clancy, Darius Carter, Erica Lee, Eric Corvus, and representing the Rock and Roll Express, Ricky Morton. That is not a typo. And it's going to be my first chance to see Ricky Morton live, believe it or not. So I'm actually looking really forward to that. Also, Saturday, March 26th, 7 p.m. Eastern, Premier Wrestling Experience, presenting X-16 Stage 2. So this will be the final three rounds of the tournament. Also, Saturday, March 26th, 7 p.m. Eastern. It is Pro Wrestling Magic presenting Hoth Mountain. Main event is a, for the Pro Wrestling Magic Championship inside an empty arena. Darius Carter defending against Sebastian Cage. Jordan Blade will defend the PWM Women's Championship against Erica Lee, played by Jay George. And the PWM Junior Heavyweight Champion Donovan taking on Dante Leon, among other matches on that card. Also Saturday, March 26th, 8 p.m. Eastern Time. H2O presents Ultraviolent Kingdom 6. And with another tournament show, Mickey Knuckle can Lole Flui. Anthrax versus Chuck Payne versus Alex Stretch. Chondo against Mark Angel, the announced matches. Also on the card, Dale Patrick, Neil Diamond Cutter, Bam Sullivan, Ron Mathis, Chris Bradley, and more. Saturday, March 26th, 7 p.m. Pacific time, which will be 10 p.m. Eastern. Five Key Key Wrestling presents two out of three ain't bad. And the main event is for the five Key Key Wrestling Tag Team Championship. Two out of three falls, double impact defending against the caution. You all can see the five key key wrestling champion, Caden Cackley, defending against Drugful, among other matches on that particular card. Sunday, March 27th at midnight Eastern. So Saturday night, midnight. Deathmatch down under for getting Taking Back Sunday 2. 
Callan Butcher, Joel Bateman, and more in action on that card. Sunday, March 27th, 8 p.m. Eastern, the premiere of H2O Underrated Epicode 17. And Monday, March 28th at 8 p.m. Eastern, the world premiere of Limited the Wrestling, The Thrill of It. That is what's on a busy week at IWTV, independentwrestling.tv. My God, that is a busy, busy week. I don't even know how you would begin to focus on anything like on Saturday, be jumping from show to show all day. That's uh, so you said you said busy week. That's Saturday alone. Um, right. I, I lost counts. Yeah. Uh, eight shows that are actually on Saturday. You know, the Deathmatch on Under show is technically Sunday. But there's, nine, there's nine shows that are going to start streaming within 10 hours of each other between. And, uh, and unfortunately, that AIW show is not on IWTV this and, week. Yeah, it's not going to be streamed. Yeah, it, it is going to be taped. It'll probably be up on demand during the week, but the Tadmore Shrine Internet is not very good for streaming. It's just not conducive to it. So they, they can't do it. Even that's nothing to do with the schedule. But honestly, with the schedule, it's probably better that it's not streaming, but you'll just get buried underneath all that. Yeah, that's that is uh, that is a busy, busy Saturday, and I am hopeful I'm home for that for a lot of those. That's great. Like I'll be I'll actually be in Morganville, New Jersey for the Super Eight tournament, which I'm looking really forward to. I'm just hoping that there can actually come kind of restaurant open at some point at the end of the show. I'm going to be hungry by the end of it. I can tell you that that part down there in South Jersey, I can tell you probably find something. I I don't think you're having an issue. Yeah. Especially that close to Atlantic city. I don't think you're going to find, you're going to find that you're going to have too many problems. You can always go to Pat's. Philadelphia is right there. It's like an hour and a half. So what? Worth it. I might. It's totally worth it. Yeah, um, I'm not, I'm not going to lie. I might actually do that on Sunday on my way home. I might take that kind trip to Philly just to get a cheesesteak on the way home. There you go. Now you were cooking. And that is on the that is on the that is actually it. Yeah, depends on how I'm feeling Sunday morning when I wake up. But no doubt. But which which one do you choose is the question. Well, what between Pat and Gino? Yeah. Well, I when I went to school in Delaware and we used to go down to Philly all the time to get cheesesteaks. I will say, I don't know, people probably jumped down our throats, but I liked Pat's better. I just, there was just something about it. Um, and that's just coming from a New Yorker. It's meaningless, my opinion, when, if you ask anybody from South Jersey and Philadelphia, but I feel that Pat's is better than Gino's, but it is what it is. I've, guys, only, I've only eaten at Gino, so I can't really compare the two. Really? I've oh. just, felt the couple times I've only been, like, I've just happened to be by a Gino, so it made sense. Yeah, yeah. It's a it's a rabid fan base for for both of them. They're like you can't win, so you know you might as well just say I, I'm going to try one of them and just go with it. Gino's is where that there was like the Toys R Us that had like the strip club right next to it. I got thrown out of sick. a club right by there called Transit in 1998 <laughs> and 1999. Oh, yep. oh, okay, Grandpa. <laughs> I took a bad pill, threw up on a bouncer, and he threw me headfirst into a car door. That was lovely. While my friends partied, I slept in the street. <laughs> okay, so I I will say I'm leaning toward Pat's because they got a little bit more variety. Uh, when I was growing up, my grandmother lived in a suburb of Philadelphia, Horsham. We never went to Philadelphia. Yep. We never went to Philadelphia proper. Horsham had a place called Lee Hoagie House where we got our Philly, and they were pretty good. But obviously, they don't have the reputation of a Pat or a Gino. I think anywhere in in, Pens- in Philly, outside of Philly, like within a 20 mile radius, you're going to find that like really really good cheesesteaks i just don't think you can go wrong with any of them so whatever you get to enjoy it it's like that with it's like new york and new jersey with like bagels and pizza you mm-hmm. can't really find mm-hmm. a bad place no marcy i'll fight anybody in jersey i i lived in jersey 20 years i did not eat a pizza pizza or a bagel that i liked for 20 years and when i got to long island again i am so i am 
knee deep in pizza and bagels. I love it. You got to stick so, to like Northern Jersey. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. Northern Jersey has some good pizza places there that are good. They're serviceable, but, uh, yeah, I think uh, I think um, if you're you can't go wrong anywhere Jayhawk, where you're going to get a cheesesteak. So stop at Pat's or Gino's. You can't go wrong either way. And this has been the Northeast Talk section of the podcast. <laughs> now that we've alienated our listeners in England and in the UK uh, and in Australia, which I know we have a lot of, we apologize. But um, if you're ever in this side of the country, you know, <laughs> just ask us. And if you're ever in Australia, watch out for the killer spider. Uh, I'm only half joking. Huntsman. Yep. Be careful of the huntsman. All right. Uh, just because of everything going on this week, we do not have a record spotlight segment. Go ahead and go straight on our review. The weekly review. All right. And this week we're going one day from last week. We did the action wrestling show on from March 4th. We're going to March 5th and the Phoenix City Rumble from Scotty Dakey High School in Scotty Dakey, Tennessee. I heard the town of Scotty Dakey mentioned in the Ray Stevens song one time. I thought it was something made up. Nope. It actually exists. The real thing. <laughs> Actually, a pretty nice little crowd here. Yeah, it's a high school gym. Looked like had, looked like it'd be fairly full, at least on one side. Yeah, I was going to ask you, um, the, I, I, the Scenic City Rumble is it? Is it something that runs every year? Was it? Did it get postponed during the pandemic? Because um, I know about you know the the tournament and everything. Is this a big? Is this like a big one for them? The show? Yeah, Scenic City Rumble usually runs every year. It did not run the last two years because of the pandemic, but they did usually uh, one of their bigger. They could probably like the number two show behind the tournament for for Scenic City. Well, that's that that venue that they did it in was a an, an ambitious venue. I think if it was not 2019, I think it would have been even more full because asking if it, I mean it, it went straight up like the bleachers. I, I mean, I'm sure you could have put. That's like an AIW, you know, uh, uh, Akron or or one of those holiday show type venues where you could get, you know, six, seven hundred people in there. I think if you if you were, you know, if you booked enough. Um, but, yeah, that, I mean, it wasn't it wasn't as full as it probably should have been. But it was a nice crowd. The fans were, were super exciting. Um, you know, the hails were there. Everything kind of kind of played out for what that what what Tennessee is. And that was nice to see. Yeah, I have a complaint about the building. Um, one <laughs> too sec- hot. No, one <laughs> section of banners was out of order in the years, and it bugged the shit out of me. Because <laughs> it yeah, went we like had- it went like 2009, 2006, 2012. I don't know why, but it distracted me a lot during the show. <laughs> Somebody get up there and fix that while we're at it. You're probably the only person that didn't even paid any attention to those banners. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie to you. Look. I like it. The attention to detail, Marcy. I like it. People say Jay Gold nitpick shit, and then they, the banners are out of order. <laughs> well, it should be in order. It's annoying. Why would you do it that way? I can't. I couldn't agree more. Fix it. Send somebody up there to fix it. All right. Well, you're also getting bonus notes for me from this show because I was not the only one that watched this. Excellent. Okay, well, let's go ahead and get into it. Our opening contest team of the Squatting Dragons. Aaron Raid and Cody Manhorn taking on violence against forever. Dominic Greeny and Kevin Koo and Kevin Koo comes out with all of his belt. Can he hand them all to Papa Hale? Papa Hale was like drenched in gold at this point. That was very endearing. I thought too, that they gave it to him. I couldn't have been happier to see uh, uh, Dom and Koo. I, as I, as again, I cannot stand the squatting dragon. So I was super excited to see, see that they were going to get their heads kicked in for most of that match. This is, I think this is a good show to follow up last week's too with before we get too deep into it because it's kind of like 
continues a lot of things we saw, and I, th- I think we'll get to them later. But like, yeah, I thought this is a good follow up for last week. Mm-hmm. And you've got the game commentary team between Dylan Hales and Moog. So they're they were referencing the thing from last night that were relevant. If it wasn't relevant, they didn't talk about it. Mm-hmm. Perfectly fine with it. But yeah, I, yeah. Like I, Hale's one of the best commentators in all of independent wrestling right now, and he worked and Moog worked really well with them. So, I mean, I love this commentary team. They they never ever get too screamy on you know on commentary, and they never say anything that I would consider like they just don't they don't hurt themselves you know they 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 they're consistent you know you have commentators who you know are either too wordy or or too screamy they just kind of fit in this like nice soft spot for for commentators and especially for independent shows i truly enjoy it and every once in a while i forgot who which one does it but one of them will let out like a scream after a big move but they don't do it all the time you may have you, you may hear it like two or three times in the whole show and I love how they're able to like, I love how they're able to put it into the spot that it belongs in. The, the, well, and I don't know, Jayhawk or, or Marcy, if you know which one it is, they just let out like a, ha ah! like during like one of the big, like during a big spot. I just love that it fits where they fit it. They don't try to shoehorn it into like uh, a brain buster out of nowhere or a suplex. They know exactly where to put it in. And that's why I like these guys. So I could listen to them do any, any one of these shows. I mean, that's an art all in itself, kind of knowing when to pick and choose those moments. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, now a couple of things that I do did pick up on here uh, as, as, as it relates to Cody Manhorn. So this referee, I think her name is Heather. I could be wrong on that. She's not. She's a tiny little girl. She's a really thin girl. And she's bigger than Cody Manhorn. <laughs> and, and, yeah. that's not, and that's not a knock on Cody Manhorn, but I, I, I like what I see him. I think I think there's a ton of potential there. And manhorn strikes are more more believable than Marco stunt. <laughs> so manhorn is like he's like the coach, right? That's like that. I think we talked about this on the TWE show, but like he's the coach, right? I believe so. Yes. Okay. And so I, we were, I was I was watching. So okay, so I was watching this with my girlfriend Roxy. And we were very confused, like because their their tire their tires don't match. Right. They're going for like two very different things, and we we're trying to figure out like why. I want to. I want to start seeing that in football, where like all the players on one team just wear different jerseys. I want to well, wear. <laughs> I want to wear brown today. I want to wear orange today. I want to wear white today. What the hell, Marcy? As you as you said that, it it made me it made me dislike them so much more because you're right. <laughs> one of the dudes is a karate man, and the other guy is the gym coach. Uh, all right, if we're going for like Murdoch and Cade type of deal, I get it, but. These guys, I don't, I just, I don't like it. I don't like the gimmick. I don't like the presentation. It just is not for me. I can't tell you how much I love Dom and Koo. I know it's like, oh, big popular opinion, but they're awesome. They they're are. awesome. Every time they're on a card, they're fucking awesome. And awesome. Dom's track jacket is so good. I, 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 in the Discord, I just wrote, Dom, you got to get those up on your big cartel, like immediately. I would do anything to wear a white Dom Garini track jacket to work walking through the city. And I would do anything to own one of those. And it's awesome. And he just, he's got it. Dom knows exactly who he is. And Koo knows exactly who he is. And when they get presented together, you just feel this chemistry. It just, it's perfect. It's perfect. And if we're going to be continuing things from last show, uh, Kevin Koo, still very much a hunk. I'm just going to continue from last week. And <laughs> not, I'm not going to be thirsty. I'm just going to respectfully crush on him. But still a hunk. The Definitely. Anchor, the anchor to who is Marky crushing on this week, Kevin Koo. Two Again. weeks in a row, baby. 
Like a fun little open, like a fun little opener. Uh, Aaron Wade actually does get come off again with Dom. He can hold and cook own pretty well, but that's gets pretty much Dom and Cooj beating the crap out of Manhorn for a while, and Wade getting to do all the offense. Get fine. Uh, we get the finish. Dom hits the brain buster. Koo hits the kick to the head, and Koo covers for the pin. Ten minutes and fifty seconds. Perfectly fine opener. Good way to get the great crap. opener. But I I just like it because for me I. So when we watch some of these shows, just a little add a little bit of just color on these. When we watch a little bit of these shows, a lot of things like in the South or in some of the stuff that I don't pay full attention to and I see somebody that I'm comfortable with, it brings me right into the card. Like I, I'm just so much more excited when there are acts or talent on the card that I'm comfortable with. And it just makes me want to enjoy the whole card. So when I see Dom and Koo come out to start it off, I go, okay, credibility immediately, right, for the for the company, credibility for the card, because you have Dom and Koo leading off the show. It just it it just adds an extra layer as a fan. And especially if you're watching IWTV, you say to yourself, I know those guys, I'm jumping right into this show. And that was that's what I respect about them. And I love the fact that they were they opened up the, the show tonight. Let's be honest. You're just happy that they beat up the squatting dragons. That you're- too. It made me so happy because we've seen squatting dragons now like three times in a row, and I've just had enough. <laughs> <laughs> you have your new rivals now. It's the squatting dragons. That's when I finally run into them. We're gonna we're gonna have a conversation. Oh no! <laughs> you gonna have a squat off with them? I'm I'm in. It may be a one sided conversation. It might just be them slapping my face and walking away. You never know. <laughs> yeah, the thing you do have to remember, Jay Gold, when you talk about how much you hate somebody, is they're still probably better at doing the crap than you are. So, oh no, no, I don't hate them. I don't just don't like the act. Like they're they're they just don't do it for me. I don't. They're not as people. I'm sure they're great. I don't hate and like hate. My grandma Mimi used to say, "Don't say hate." I just don't like the squatting dragons act. I don't like it. But I'm I'm glad that that I got to see Dom and Koo beat them up. Isn't that what you want in wrestling? You want to have a a, a visceral reaction to a talent, right? I'm not saying I want them to go away. I'm just saying I don't like them. I, I do think wrestling more fun when you have a rooting interest. I will. I will. Yeah, that. absolutely. Okay, so our next matchup is Robert Martyr taking on Kyle Matthews. We've seen Robert Martyr. He was on the show last week. Yeah. Talking about beefs we had previously. This <laughs> dork again. <laughs> <laughs> this show is full of just piss and vinegar tonight. <laughs> Now, Kyle Matthews is a guy I've not I've not gotten to work any of his matches, but I've been on show with him, especially out, especially when I was doing Cauliflower Alley stuff. He I love this dude. He's really good. Uh, he's one of the oh, best. So give players. me give me some give me some background on him, Jayhawk, because I apologize for jumping on you since you, you sounded like you were very positive on him. I never saw him before. I've never heard of him. What's his deal? Uh, just a really good, solid technical wrestler. I mean, I, that, I mean, that's really the thing. He's one, he's one well, of the best technical wrestlers in the in in the entire business right now. In my so, opinion. what shows? What shows is he? Has he like? Uh, uh, is there has there been anything recently where he's he's getting some traction, or is he mainly in Tennessee and in the South? Does he come up here? He's mainly he's mainly in the South. He's Georgia, Tennessee, Alabama, primarily. He did a little bit. He did more traveling before the pandemic, but ever since the pandemic, that's pretty much he pretty much stayed southeast. Cool. I, I like the reaction by the fans when he came out. They were very excited for it to see him. Matter of fact, matter of fact, I might even be mistaken about him doing the Colorado show. I'm looking for those results and I don't see them. I might actually be mistaken about him working out there. But I know if yeah, he's, seen- that, he's been around for a while, right? Because I think that was like, like something they talked about and you know, a little bit more after the match. But he gets they talked to. He, I think 
when Robert Murray was talk- cutting the promo on him, he said he was had matches like against like Davey Richards and Brian Danielson was the one that stuck out to me. Yes. Uh, he's 34 years old. First match I've got on record on cage match for him is 2005. So wow. That's a while. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. No, he started when he was he might he might have just, he might have like just turned eighteen when he started September two thousand five is when I've got is when his first match is listed. Wow, okay, good match. I mean, I'm not I agree with Marcy. Robert Martyr is 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 what it is, but um, yeah, he was good. The fans were so amped about it. I had, I just like seeing people excited. It was it was good to see you know that that kind of thing in between the the match that was next and this one. Um, yeah, Rob Martyr also knows how to get booze when he wants to. He's such a jerk, too. He really That's is. That's the a thing jerk. about him. He's a dork. He's a jerk. And I don't care for him very much. <laughs> I will say nothing about his skills, but I just don't like him. Yeah, but, I, but I'm, I'm a fan of the old school technical wrestling, so I enjoyed this quite a bit. Oh, yeah, it was very good. Like, just a very good technical match. Yeah. Uh, they did end up losing me kind of late in the match. Matthew hit a DDT, and he immediately rolled through, and he immediately got caught by a brain bust with Martyr. It's like, come on. Like, let the DDT register at least. It was like one motion. I DDT, up, oh, brain buster. Other guy hit it. That's not going to be my one nitpick of the match. That was pretty late in the matchup. And right after that brain buster, Martyr just laid an elbow to the referee, stopped the match 10 minutes and 13 seconds. No, I kind of found that one spot. I love this match. I love, the ty- I love that type of wrestling. And of all the people to do the first dive of the match, it's Kyle Matthews. Like, he, he, like I would not expect him to do the first dive of the show. Yeah, I, I mean, the match was serviceable for me, and, and I'm glad you liked it. I, I, it, I just, you know, once I saw the rest of the card and I saw that it was going to, you know, you were just going to step on the gas as soon as this match was over, I was getting amped up to see the very next one. And maybe that was just, you know, that's just me, you know, seeing people that I like. But, um, yeah, I mean, it, it was good. It was good that people, they got a good reaction. It wasn't, there, it wasn't like it was, it wasn't like they people didn't want to see it. They all wanted to see it. So, you know, the match did what it was supposed to do. My my distaste of Robert Martyr side. This was a very uh, good match. <laughs> and after the match, Robert Martyr takes the mic and says he wants to enter the Rumble. So he'll be in the Phoenix Theory Rumble later on in the show. And from there, we go right into another really good matchup. Avery Good, professional wrestler, taking on Eric Royal. Avery Good's entrance. Just legendary. Yeah, I, I'm not going to lie. I get annoyed at hearing the best like 85 straight times. But I mean, he's supposed to be a heel most of the time. So it works. But the best part is it stops and then it starts over again. And I forgot about that. <laughs> I, th- so, there is n- there is nothing wrong with Avery. Good's entrance. nothing. There's nothing wrong with him in general for me. It's just so I can watch it all day. I can watch the people who don't know him, who don't get it, who like you can see in the crowd. They're just like. There's like a dead silent, like a like a dead stare in their eyes, and they're just kind of looking at other people. Like, is this really how this is supposed to go? They're waiting for it to hit. They're waiting for it to become, you know, something. I just, I love that. I love looking in the crowd and seeing somebody who doesn't get the joke. Okay, so he was in the Super Eight last year when he was still a very good professional wrestler. He didn't shorten it to Avery Good yet. And I'm watching the show on IWTV Live, and my son's in the room with me. He was six at the time. I, I might oh, actually just turned seven. It's like the day after his birthday. And he go, who is that guy? And I go, that's a very good professional wrestler. And he go, but what can name? And I'm like, I'm in a fucking Abbott and Costello get what the hell? <laughs> it, it, I like that. He changed it to Avery. Good. I think that's so creative. 
it, it just it moved on the fly from a very good professional wrestler to Avery Good, comma professional wrestler. Yeah, it, it, and it was and it was so clever. Even like the other wrestling fans go on. I can't believe your name did that. That's great. Yeah. So even better than watching Avery Good's entrance is watching someone watch it for the first time and seeing how long it takes them to pick up on. It's just the best repeating over and over and how they react. That is correct. It's the the person not getting the joke and looking in the crowd like, what's happening here? And other people are just kind of nodding their heads like, yeah, yeah. And everyone else, this other person is the only one out of like a group of people going, I don't, I don't understand what's happening here. (laughs) Oh, I mean, I mean, at home watching this, like with watching it with someone else and seeing how long it took my wonderful girlfriend to pick up on this. It was pretty quickly, but like the second she picked up on it and anytime I've watched it, it was picks up on this. We always die. It's the best shit ever. It's awesome. And Arc Royal, again, as we said from last week, is amazing his whole presentation everything he does just amazing and i think that both both this match and the next match it's a nice contrast to what they were doing last week on last week as the action show Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah, i thought i i mean anytime you get you get avery good in a match you're gonna get uh just fundamentally sound everything's gonna work and arc royal totally adapted and and this was this was a good great match and the people were like very much behind Eric Royal. Oh yeah, they love him down there. Love him. Yeah, they, they love Eric Royal down there. Avery Good is playing the heel, and Avery Good, if he would have, Avery Good, if he would have been a southern heel in the 1980s, he would have been one of the biggest fucking draws in the South ever. Man, he is so good in that role. And back down in the South, where they still kind of believe in stuff, whether they want to or not, like he would have been incredible. Yeah, he he looks the part. He acts the part. Um, I just I just love him. I was just very glad to uh, to this. As I said, they just stepped on the gas with the very next match, and here we go. And this match just delivered. Yeah, you can tell. Like you can tell from the moment, like he comes out, he just radiates confidence. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, Avery Good probably gets my favorite move of the entire show in this match. He had a cross. It's not really an Indian death lock. It's not really a figure four leg lock. It's somewhere in between. Like I don't know what you call it, but it was a really nice looking commission move. I think they said it. And I missed it too. I had it. I. I, I know what you're talking about. I think that um, Dylan Hale said it, and I don't. I, I for the life of me, I missed it. Yeah, if he did, I didn't catch it. So, but Eric Royal getting the win in 13 minutes with via pinfall, really good stuff here. And good timing. All the matches so far, really good timing. Not not overwhelming, especially. I guess they had to stay on time with the Rumble coming, but all the matches were in, were in a nice sweet spot. 13 minutes. You know, it's 13 to 15 minute that range. Oh, yeah. Nothing on this show like overstays. It's welcome. Right. Yeah. And I know that when I first saw the lineup and I saw there were six matches before the Rumble, I'm going, that's too many matches. There should be four, maybe five before the Rumble. And they got it done in two and a half hours. Mm-hmm. Probably about three when you figure factor the intermission and to cut the intermission. But yeah, they paced everything really well for the show, considering that you had to deal with having like a Rumble type event. Mm hmm. Okay, from there we go into what was probably my favorite match of the entire show. It's for the Southern Underground Pro Bone Storm Championship. The champion, AJ Gray, taking on the hometown hero, Jaded Newman. You were talking earlier about that contract we called from one show to the next. Yes, this one, this is the biggest one by far. Jaden Newman was hated at that action show, and he's the biggest baby fake on the card here because he's, he went to high school and got 80 10 k this match was was basically AJ Gray just beating the living tar out of he, 
Jaden Newman. He was taking a beating. He was like, it was a big I mean, beating. The chops were disgusting after a while. <laughs> it's just so hard. Gray hit a spin kick at one point, and I call and just went, gee! Yeah. (laughs) His chest, Jay Newman's chest was so just mangled from those chops, and he was clotheslined out of his shoes, and and everything was high impact. Every move was high impact. And I I, I didn't realize, does – so Scenic City, they recognize the Southern Underground titles? Like the IWTV one, or or was it just they decided to to do that? So Phoenix Phoenix City, uh, based on its location, will use action titles. They'll use Southern Underground Pro title. They'll use they'll use some of the local promotions and just let them do have a match or and that kind of thing. There, yeah, Phoenix yeah, Phoenix City Invitational is kind of its own promotion, but it's because of where it's located, it's kind of, they understand that they're fans of the other promotions nearby, so they. Kind of hard to explain, but it's basically one of those. We're not going to insult your intelligence. You know, these guys are from this company, but you get 20 minutes down the street or whatever. Who runs, who's seen it, who's in charge of Scenic City? I believe uh, Scott Hensley is the promoter, if I'm not mistaken. Okay. He would have been the ring announcer on this show. So, okay. I, I believe he's the actual promoter for these shows. Yeah. This, uh, uh you know, Jaden. So, does this mean Jaden Newman? So, I'm going to my notes now. Does this mean he, now he's going to go to Southern Underground, uh, go to SUP as a as a face, or is he when he's in Southern Underground? Is he is he a, a heel? I, I don't know. Okay. So I, I I wish we had Justin Summers on this show because I, he follows Southern Underground Pro a lot more closely than anybody else I, that I know. Um, yeah, Jaden. Last I knew, Jaden Newman was a face in Southern Underground Pro, and the story was basically that he started he started in Southern Underground Pro and he was basically a lackey. And he was losing. Oh, that's time. right. Yes, yes. I remember. Now I apologize. I remember when they ran those shows last March, and I think we discussed this when I was a guest with you about about Jaden Newman because he he they did that no fan show and he looked great on that show, if I recall, the one that was in March of 2021. Right. Um, and he he became. I think he's really he's really evolved his look too. He had some muscle on him. I think now he knows what he is, which is nice. I would say with how this match laid out, I would it would make a safe assumption to say that he's like doing the face thing there because this is definitely how this was played out. Like that AJ Gray definitely and like looked down on him basically. Okay, so we do get we do have the crowd biting on every near fall in the last couple of minutes. Newman gets the crucifix for the pin and the title in eleven forty nine. Even the announcers are popping for the title change. It's a great moment. And mm-hmm. I, and I feel like I have to ruin it because Jaden Newman has already lost the championship this past Thursday at Wrestling Open. He lost about Alec Price. So somebody mentioned it to me today. Oh, Andrew from our Discord said to me today because we were talking about it and Alec Price was on the card today at the show I went to. And he was like, yeah, he's the new Bone uh, Storm champion. I went, no, that doesn't make any sense. I just watched Scenic City. I just watched it last night and it's Jaden <laughs> Newman. <laughs> he's like, nope. He lost. And I was like, how did that happen? How did I get so behind in a week and a half? (laughs) It doesn't take long. A week and a half. Thursday night. A 12-day title. Unbelievable. Well, you know what? It was lovely while it lasted. Let's just bask in it for now. They can't take it away. They can't take the win away from them. No, you can't. All right. So uh, from there, we come back. I believe we have the intermission here. We come back from intermission. And it's the match that we all got up on the show we reviewed last week. 
Aki Mack defending the independent wrestling world title against Ashton Starr. And that year, Ashton Starr had fucking superb. That purple was so good. I, I, liked, I liked the presentation. I was a little underwhelmed by the match. Is that bad? I was under. I was. I thought. I thought we were going to get something a little bit more, a little bit more uh, heart and soul. And I just. I feel like so, just something. Something was lacking. I, I. I. But I love AC Mac. But I thought. So, I think this was too soon to give that match the very next night. Like just in my head, I was. I was expecting something bigger. You know, just I, in my head as a fan, like the dates. Like all of a sudden, I realized, oh, this was yesterday we did this, and now today they're wrestling. I don't know. I just, just, I, I just agree. I think this is setting something. I'd like to think this is setting something up bigger for uh, Star down the line, and this was just to give everyone a little bit of taste because I did like more or less the through line of this match is they kind of know each other's stuff and they're kind of countering it, and that's because like they've been partners, they know each other too well. So I definitely think there's something more to come back to this down the line, especially once um, Star builds himself more and like AC Mac has a little more time with his reign. Okay, and they and they kind of built off of that on commentary too. They mentioned uh, Ashton Star hit uh, locked in some version of the Boston Crab, and Dylan Hale said, "Well, he beat Mac with the, the Cassandra Cup a few months ago." So they've even acknowledged that Ashton Star beat Nate Mac before. So this could be a title change. I I will say that I was disappointed in the match. It's a good match. I was expecting because this was something that was coming in with some build up because the guys had worked together. That it was just going to be better than it was. It's not a bad match. I'm not knocking anybody by saying it. I I would get my my expectations were probably too high, and it's coming off of two really good matches right before it too. So I think the story of the match is enough to carry it through. If, um, like I said, because I think this is building up to something more down the line, and maybe I'm just being too hopeful. But no, I don't think so because I think we I think even you and I discussed this when we saw Ashton Star on a, on a different card. It was like that, literally a week ago, yeah. You know, but even before that, like I think we we saw Ashton Star and we said he, he's going to be he's the next generation of when you go to an indie show, the next top card guys, Ashton Star is the guy. You know, you're going to go and you're going to say, "Oh, here's a card with Ashton Star. He's up here every time." Um, and I think that's the next generation for him, you know, the next evolution of Ashton Star is when you you go to a show hopeful to see him as opposed to him being on the card, you're just going, okay, Ashton Star's on this card. The next time you go to a show, someone like you and I are going to go, okay, that's why I'm going. And I think that's his evolution. You know, that's next. This match helped get to that next point, too. And so Star gets a flying kicker kick late in the match. I bought it at the finish. It was only a two count. Mac does get the pin with the Mac 10 at 1033 to retain the championship. Like I said, I, I, I like the match. I don't, don't feel like I'm, I'm shitting on the match. I'm not. But I, 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 maybe I should be expecting it to be 15 to 20 minutes. Maybe expecting it to be longer, but I, I, it fell a little flat to me. I, I was expecting more out of it. Shouldn't, shouldn't every IWTV, you know, independent wrestling title match be a grind for the champion? I mean, like they, they don't have a, there's no company. So it's, it's the match, right? That title, whoever's going up against the champ, that, that title should be, you know, regardless of who it is, there should be a reverence around it. And, a, and, a, and a, you know, you, you know, you're going to go in and see a war. Like uh, when you see the TNT title on AEW, they're not wrestling eight minutes. They're going 15 to 18 minutes. That's the way every, I, you know, independent, you know, wrestling title match should be. I just think it should be, they all should be long drawn out, 
both guys are fighting for that belt, that kind of thing. I, I kind of disagree on that. I think you okay. got to switch it up a little bit to keep things fresh. I, I, I'm, I'm leaning more with Marcio in that one. Like, like I, said, I, I was expecting a longer match. I think that's part of the reason I didn't enjoy it as much as I should have. But I don't mind this one being shorter. They can't all be 30, 45 minute matches either. But they, oh, I'm going to be and then you don't care about the first 20 minutes of the match. No, but since you're only showing these these I these independent wrestling, you know, title matches on every so often cards, you know, that's just where I'm coming from. Like, I'm not uh, every week on beyond the titles not being defended every week on, you know, every time you go to uh, uh, whatever show, the title's not being defended when it's when it's being defended. There should be this hoopla, you know, this whole thing around it. You know what I mean? When Warhorse used to defend his title. Everybody kind of lost their minds, you know, so I'm just looking for it. Put a little bit more stink on it, so to speak. Make it feel good, you know, make it mean something. Yeah, but even if the boat's not on the line every show, Inky Mac is still wrestling two or three times every weekend. He just had. To- yeah, he is. But I'm talking about when that title's defended. May when the title's defended. Yeah. Well, OK, well, I mean, here's the thing, though. If he's wrestling two or three times on weekends, even when he's not defending the title. He's going to be tired. He's not going to want to do 20-minute matches. Like opponents are wrestling two or three times every weekend. They're going to be tired coming in. Like, you can't have every match go 20, 25, 30 minutes. Okay. I dig it. Yeah. I mean, there, there was a streak there where every time the belt was on the line and beyond, if the match didn't go to a 60-minute draw, you were going 52 minutes last summer. Like, Don't get me started. And I mean, I like, I like 60-minute matches once in a while. You can't do it every week. Look, I, I like 20, 24 hours of wrestling. That's what I like. I can't do long <laughs> movies anymore since I can't do long matches either. Unless it's that hour-long CM Punk and delirious comedy match from IWA. <laughs> I think we have to watch it. I'd like to see that. Like, I'd like to get get deep, like, go into the weeds in that one. Yeah, I mean, We've I've got so far off the rails now. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I mean, but I mean, I, I mean, I've got it before. The best match I ever saw live I was in the front row for the first CM Punk Samoa Joe one hour draw. That was a great match. I'd never seen a 60 minute match in person before. If I would have seen four 60 minute matches in the next six shows I went to, Jesus Christ, why are we going 60 minutes? I mean, they're. They got close for a little while. It did for a while, actually. And by like when, like when really Yuta beat really more already for the belt, that was 52 minutes. Really Yuta had a one hour match with Daniel Garcia not, not too long after that. Like they can't all be 30, they can't all be 45, 50, 60 minutes. Okay, there's our old school versus new school rant of the day there, I think. I like it. Yeah, we Difference go. of opinions. If we, if we all agreed, the show would be boring as crap, let's be honest. Yeah, I keep it, well, I keep it fresh. It's okay. Yeah, you, you you definitely you definitely bring in the uh, younger version here with us like, old on the show. So. We go from there to our semifinal match. It is Noah Hoffman taking on former NWA World Heavyweight Champion Jack Dane. The, the worst independent wrestling name ever, but the, he's there's, a big he's a big scary figure. There's some be- there's some beef in this match. Ooh. Yeah, yeah. Oh, this was definitely a hot fight. I I, I enjoyed the combat a lot because this was a hot fight. Uh, Dane, another one went to high school in County Dane, Tennessee. County Dane High School. We can have the hometown guy. Hoffman is trying to delay the opening bell as much as possible because he knows he's in for a fight. And he wants to kind of draw it out. Uh, cute little moment there where the referee checking both guys for weapons and Jack Stane checks the referee for weapons. That's a big old boy, that Jack Stane. I've never seen him before. It's a big boy. Uh, like, like I said, former NWA World Heavyweight Champion. About, uh, 6'4", 284, according to Cage Match. 
Yeah, that's a big boy. That is crazy. Yeah, yeah. Now, this match, they're on the floor really early. Jack Dane lets a kid chop Hoffman, and the kid throws like four overhand chops that are actually pretty good. Brutal chops. I have the most brutal chops I've seen ever. I love when they let fans chop. I love it. I think it's hilarious. Yeah, that little I don't need to see it. Hoffman. I don't like to see it every match. Yeah, I don't need to see it every match, but I love to see it every once in a while. Yeah, that little kid was chopping Hoffman like Hoffman owed him money. Like, give me my money. <laughs> Yeah, I love it. I love seeing it every once in a while. And you know what's funny about it? it the fans actually, I will say 78 to like 80% of the times, the fans throw real good working chops. <laughs> Sometimes they have no idea what they're doing. But I would say wrestling fans are, are, are like waiting for that moment. They're like, now's my time to shine. I'm going to throw a chop in here. <laughs> you got to go for the overhand. The overhand's the safe one, you know? Yeah, you, you can't really mess that one up. I mean, you can, but it feels like that one's harder to mess up than like a knife edge chop. If you're looking for a sound, you're going for the overhead. Yeah. If you're looking for like you want to you want you're trying to be a goof and like showboat a flare chop, you go with the knife edge. Yeah, I, I've never thrown that many chops. But from my experience, when I do throw them, the overhand gets a much better sound and they're easy to control. Yeah, that 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 seems about right, I would say. So Dane basically dominates the first five or six minutes or so. Hoffman gained control by kicking the middle rope and Dane entered the ring. So you get the quote unquote low blow out of it. And then Hoffman basically spent in the next two to three minutes cheating to keep it in advantage. Then he eats the lariat almost out of nowhere. Dane gets the pin 944. I, I like a good Hoff fight for looking fun. He really did eat that lariat too. Oh, he did. There's also <laughs> that earlier that um, one of the chops that Dane did was just like, it was so loud. There were there were some really loud chops. Agreed. Uh, one year at Cauliflower Alley, I I didn't work the I didn't work the match itself, but I were I worked the show. It was Jack Dade and Tim Storm for the NWA World Title on the card. And I'm watching the match in the back, and at that time Bruce Tharp was still running the NWA before Billy Corgan took it over, and they did a spot where. Bruce Tharp was in the ring checking on Tim Storm, and Dane came in and just speared the was trying to spear Storm and miss and hit Bruce Tharp, and Tharp ate the shit out of that spear. And it was one of the biggest fucking pop I've ever seen in person. No one was expecting it. And I was like, I'm, I'm like, uh, I'm I, I have to call that. him Billy Pumpkin from now on. That's Billy it. Billy Pumpkin. Okay, I can't I, help I, myself. Okay, you did that in the Discord earlier too. Why Billy Pumpkin? I'm can I'm because that's what Danhausen calls him, <laughs> Billy Pumpkin from Smashing Pumpkins. That's it. It kills me. Billy Pumpkin's the best name ever. Billy Corgan, Smashing Pumpkins. Homer Simpkin, Smiling Politely. <laughs> Back when the Simpkins, went, Simpkins used to be funny, people. We swear to God. <laughs> All right, so from there we go to the Phoenix City Rumble. 30 people coming into the ring in, in one-minute interval. And by one-minute interval, I mean, like, the music started playing at the one-minute mark, at the two They were... They were way, way, way too strict here with the time thing. Yeah, if you, if you, if you fast forward and you hit the ten second forward on each one, it literally was. It was a little bit too much. I, I think ninety seconds is perfect for this for the for the rumble. Sixty seconds is almost too fast. I, I worked a show, did a rumble. They were trying to do thirty seconds because they had so many people in it. It's like you can't even keep track of who's in the ring at this point. Like, why are you? Yeah, bothered? people, people were coming out very fast. It was a little, it was a little overwhelming. Um. But first of all, let's fucking go. Cousin Shaggy, he's the best. 
what was that all about? Cousin Shaggy, I was like, oh no. And then he's, he's, you, he, I, I always, he get, came out I'm, to a remix of Kanai Joe. Yeah. How could you, how could you not like Cousin Shaggy? No, I didn't, I did not like him. I'm enamored by wrestlers in general, guys of all shapes and sizes. A guy like this, you could never pick, I did not picture him to be this athletic. And he gets in and he's doing all sorts of, you know, moves. He's doing all sorts of springboards and using the ropes for leverage and all. I mean, very impressive. I've never seen a guy like that. I thought, you know, he could have been with the Godwins. Very good. They, they did him dirty, too, because when he eventually gets eliminated, they don't even show it. No, they didn't show. They missed a lot of the eliminations. You had to hear it like in the other overhead. They missed um, the eliminations. They also had the problem with some people making their entrance. They just didn't get like a lower third or anything. That was, no, I noticed sometimes that someone came in and they put the name on the bottom with the big with the the hard cam. So you saw the whole ring and then just a name on the bottom. <laughs> and I was like, okay. And but and then some of the music, like some people knew other music. You saw like people peeking out over each other's heads, like they were looking through, you know, high wheat fields. Like, who's that? Who's going on there? What's that? You know, but um there was a few good spots in the whole like the 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 high school coach that came out with the mask on, that was really good. So it's funny because when he first walked out, we had no idea who this was. Right. But- well, the exact quote from my girlfriend was, he looks like he's the school's athletic director or something. <laughs> you that far off. Well, but the commentary made it so good because I think it was they were like, it's the head coach of the football team here at the, you know, that I'm like, okay. <laughs> I know. It's like, oh, all right. You're right. I'm just like, who the fuck is Trojan? What the <laughs> fuck is a Trojan? <laughs> and, 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 and you're trying to get the hometown pop. It's kind of an old Southern wrestling gimmick. It's fine. There was there was some ridiculous, ridiculous spe- uh, uh, pounce. Do you guys yes. remember? Yes, yes. It was um a fuck. What's his name? Uh, Bishop. Not oh, what I think yeah. his first name. Brian Bishop. So, uh, yep. Rico. And he just like it looked like it was something out of like a fucking video game. He hit this dude so hard, and that dude flew over the people who were supposed to catch him. And <laughs> I thought he so was wild. dead. Yeah, he went. He went. If they were here, he literally went up and over. And then landed like on his head and neck, and they didn't even bother going back to the dude. He was pounced out of the building. I mean, <laughs> literally yeeted out of the ring. <laughs> if you saw that now, after the big E neck injury, you would be like, oh my fucking God, that dude is dead. Like, he was dead. He went so far over the top rope and un- unsafely. Sailing majestically over the guys who were supposed to catch him. It's like in the Fresh Prince whenever uh, fucking Jess, <laughs> fucking Jazzy Jeff got thrown out. <laughs> it really was. I you couldn't have set it up worse. Where you you could see the pounce was coming, and I noticed the big dudes at the bottom were getting ready to catch him. And but you knew the minute he went in the air, he was going to overshoot everybody and land right on his head and neck. My one nitpick with this match, and it's a nitpick, I'm going to admit to it. Kyle Matthews can win this match, and we literally call him Luke a match because he could not continue earlier on in the night. He should not have come back out for this. Correct. Yeah. Tell the fact that he got beat that bad. That's going to be my one nitpick about this. I don't feel like he should have been out there, that he should have been out there for it. And some of these guys, I felt like it felt like a creator wrestler, some of the dudes who were coming out. I had no idea. There was no... There was there was a lot of kick pads and there was a lot of uh, long pants. So it was long pants and kick pad wrestling, and then you know 
the, the guys who really stood out were the giant Haases. Those guys who came out were, were head and shoulders bigger than everyone else. When they were all in the ring together, I just didn't know how you were going to work a match like that with those dudes. And they got thrown out pretty easily, which was a little disappointing because they had some huge guys in the ring. Yeah, I think that was one of the biggest problems, too, with the pacing is nothing really had the time to pace. No one really could Correct. establish themselves unless you're just this massive uh, person coming out. Mm-hmm. Like uh, uh, when Tank came out, like you, you have Tank come out, everybody kind of cheered up and then Tank got in the ring and you lost Tank in the middle of how many people were actually in this ring. You just didn't remember that he was there. There was too many people at once at mm-hmm. all times, I feel like. Yeah, they uh, somebody enforcer when that giant dude came out, renegade, um, renegade enforcer. He came out and he did a couple spots, but then he was just swallowed up by the next guy. That huge dude, who, <laughs> the next huge dude came out and was just swallowed up, and we lost track of renegade enforcer. Then the next huge dude came out. So there's some parts where, uh, and then the small small guys who were thrown out, they didn't focus on the eliminations. So a lot of the eliminations didn't mean anything. You just failed to see the the wrestler in the ring any longer. That was basically it. You're like, what happened to this guy? Oh, he must have been eliminated an hour ago. You know, that was the problem with you have a hard cam. You don't have enough cameras. When you're running something as intricate as a battle royal with that many guys, you got to have a few more cameras because then you had my man Adam Priest and Merck go into the crowd and they're wrestling in the crowd while this match is going on, but they only have like two cameras. So every so often you'll see Merck and Adam <laughs> on the hard camera, and yeah. the bleachers on the hard camera still fighting. <laughs> and I was like, are those guys eliminated? They're still going. And then he threw Adam Priest out of flight of steps and they're talking about it, but I didn't even see it. I can't remember. I feel like their fighting was just during one entrance deck. I don't remember who it was for, but basically got completely ignored as they're just fighting through the like on the hard cam. That's what I was saying when they put the guy's name on the hard camera picture because they were still trying to pick up on Merck and Adam Priest fighting up uh, uh, bleachers. They were trying to watch them fight up these bleachers, and then Adam Priest came rolling down the bleachers, and you missed the entire intro. Yeah, I go. I, yeah, go. They 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 went through the rope because they weren't eliminated. They fight in the crowd, and, and I feel bad for the hard cam operator. He's like he's trying to keep it on the ring, but he's trying to follow Merck and Adam Priest at the same time. But like half the ring, like off in the hard cam, he keeps like quickly jerks back <laughs> the rest of the ring. Which they don't the ring. I feel bad for the poor hard cam operator. It, then they then they fight, then they fight out of out of door. They disappear for like ten minutes. When they come back in, they come back in the other side of the gym, which I love, by the way. Like I've got the image they just fought around the outside of the fucking building for ten minutes, or fighting like through the hallway and then throwing each other in the locker. Don't forget, one of them used a U boat on the other. Yeah, at the top <laughs> of the stairs. I love Adam Priest. So I was, and, and uh, Merck is growing on me and, and I like Merck a lot. Um, but that was, it, you can't run. If you don't have multiple cameras, if you're not, no offense, if you're not AEW or WWE or ring of honor, and you can't follow guys around and switch to the follow, leave everything it, near the ring so that everybody can see it. There's you're losing that way. You're, you're not doing yourself justice. Yeah. I, I, like a budgetary thing with the independent promotions. Like, I'm not going to get here and fault them being they don't have the camera. You don't have. The right. Camera. But no, but I'm saying just don't do that. Like, don't don't put yourself in that position where you're going to have to shift and do things by letting guys go out in the crowd. Yeah, that that that's why they that's why the entrance should have been 90 seconds instead of 60 seconds. And they should have 
been cutting it to between six and eight guys in the ring at a time at the most. At the most. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And that, and that- but don't get it wrong. I love a good battle royal. I'm, Royal Rumbles are the best. Royal Rumbles in wrestling, but, but the two best wrestling gimmicks, and I, I, I'll fight anybody on these, Royal Rumbles and tournaments. If you have tournaments, you rule. If you have Royal Rumbles, you'll always have fans with getting eyes to it. That's the best way to get fans and the most exciting ways to do and, things. And here's the thing with this one specifically. Even though we have nitpicks, it was still a really fun rumble. Like, there's yeah, no yeah. fun stuff to, like, keep me hooked in. Like, this, like things could have been paced out a little better. Yeah, but, like, I don't know. This, uh, the rumbles, I feel like, take a lot to plan. So, I, like, I kind of understand why on the level of the independence, you're going to run into problems like this. But look how Billy Starks hid. She was like, at one point she was hanging. I love like, that, by the yeah, way. Yeah, that's what I mean. That's how ingenious. And you may not have picked it up because there were so many people in the ring and things. She just hung out, like wrapped herself around the bottom rope and pole and just sat there. Great. I will say, once again, not to go back to my girlfriend, but this is me watching someone that doesn't really watch wrestling, seeing what they pick up on. She actually picked up on that. I mean, that's great. You got it. You got that's credit right there because I thought it was really smart. And with so many people in the ring, she did get swallowed up a bit, like as far as seeing that she was doing that. And I think the reason why I saw her was because when Merck and Adam Priest came back in, they had their only other like ring cam focusing on them coming back in. And you saw Billy like at the side of your eye. Yeah, she had a great expression. That's like that's how we picked up on it. Yeah, yeah. Okay, if I can just make one comment about bad wrestling names while we're since we've hit that comes up a couple of times, Terry Yaki. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to talk about Proc the Croc, aka Proc the Cock. <laughs> Terry Yaki. <laughs> well, Proc the Croc inflicted a Proc Johnston on a cage match, and I like that a lot better, honestly. But but they did not call him that. They called him Proc the Croc. And look, mistakes have been made. He might have actually been called Proc the Cock. I'm just saying. He probably has been. I'm not saying who said this while viewing, but someone did. I can't imagine <laughs> case, who said it. In case they're listening, I don't know. I would say I would say Renegade Enforcer was a name that made me slap my forehead. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, man. Come on. What is that? That's like the- 1996 WCW. I am disappointed that we had Cousin Shaggy, but we did not have a tag team partner, Cousin Cletus. Does he have a tag team partner, Cousin Cletus, or do you mean like Cousin Scooby? That would have been great. Uh, uh, <laughs> Shaggy and Scooby. Cousin Cletus is an actual tag team partner. That's why I went there. Oh, oh okay. There's also a record that he was going to trio tournament with last year. He was Cousin Cletus, Cousin Shaggy, and Hold My Beer, Hanson. Hell yeah! That's the best name ever! Like, Fuck yeah! I want to book Hold My Beer, Hanson just because that's a fucking name. <laughs> I like it. That's amazing. Where is he? <laughs> Have you ever seen him since? I have. I have not. I've never seen hold my beer hand in the match. I don't think. The, the, the oh. he wrestled. As, he, he wrestled as recently as last month. So he's working. But I think we need to get an I uh, an IWTV guide and hold my beer hands and collab with JCP Designs. Make a shirt. Um, I'm for <laughs> um, So I just have a note here uh, to get back to the match. Other comes back for a pounding. Re Jaden Newman. I. I'm getting I, more of the terminology, and it's fine. When when Jaden Newman came out, everybody went nuts again, and uh, he he I think he went out quickly. If I'm not if I'm yeah, not yeah, mistaken, yeah. there were there were a few things that I had trouble keeping up with in this in this one. I I had a hard time keeping up with a lot of it. Why my notes were very limited here. Uh, we did get Robert Martyr somehow somehow drawing number thirty. I could guy who entered the match oh. earlier in the card. 
random random drawing, quote unquote. That comes down to Robert Martyr and Billy Starks. They have a really good last couple of minutes before Billy Starks gets the win. 36 minutes, 11 seconds for the whole thing. Yeah, because Robert Martyr was he like he had this one and he had to be a jerk. And he was like, well, I knocked her out. That's good enough. But he could have just like he gave her a little nudge. This is why this is why he's such a dork, because he couldn't he had to do it his way. And and Jayhawk, that timing, by the way, a battle royal with Royal Rumble stipulations only went 36 and a half minutes. Well, with one minute interval, the 20, 28 minutes with the minimum. So it went eight minutes after the last person came in. Which, yeah, yeah, but that's what I'm saying. Right. Like that's that's amazing. But that's amazing that a battle royal of that size only went 36 minutes. Yeah. Yeah, the, the two Royal Rumbles that I absolutely hate trying to rewatch today are 1999 because that match is absolutely horrible. That's the worst of Royal Rumble I've ever seen in my life. Blame Vince Grusco. And 1995 because it's got the one minute interval and it's just too damn fast. You can't keep up with it. What about the 40 person battle Royal Rumble they did? Remember when they tried to put 40 in instead of 30? That would be that would be my number third worst. Yeah, I would, that I would watch that, that one. Long night. Or two. Yeah. Guaranteed two hours max. Yeah. <laughs> that, one, that one went on forever. Was that the one where CM Punk was cutting promos while he was in the Rumble, though? The 40 man? Yeah. Was that, or is that the year before? I do a question. They run together after a while. I couldn't tell you. They do. But that yeah. was sick. Yeah, I, I remember 99 because of how horrible that was. Man. That was who who that won was, that, that one? Steve number, that was Steve Austin number one, Vince McMahon number two. And you knew they were going to be the final two. But they couldn't have Vince McMahon actually be in the ring for an hour. So they had him fight outside the end of the bathroom. And then neither one of them were in the ring for 40 minutes. Oh, that's right. Yeah. And then I remember because, that one. And because everybody else knew that none of the other guys mattered. Nobody cared. And it was just boring as crap. Mm. Well, this one wasn't boring. I, I like the chaoticness of it. I like the uh, I like the the homegrownness of it, like the the down home, like we're trying this thing. I, I, it was good. I had, I, I enjoy it. It, it. Battle Royal always give me, you know, make me happy. Okay, my my only gripe with it is I would have I would have either cut it down to twenty people, and or I would have done ninety second intervals. I think regardless, do the ninety second intervals because it was all just still too close together. Yep. No matter what number you do. Yeah, it's probably a good point, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody, everybody expects 30 at this point with like what WWE does. So, I mean, I get I get the point of doing 30. Do they should do 26. Make it a nice even number still. One of 26 those. participants or 26 minutes? 26 participants. Oh, all right. I cut I, it down a tad. And it only goes 10 minutes. <laughs> I, I, 26 I participants every 15 seconds. I can't believe I was really hoping. There's going to be an entrance inside of an entrance during this. <laughs> Sorry, Jayhawk. We didn't mean to jump you. Our, our, the minds are working right now. <laughs> well, I, I told you about the one about, about one of the ones I saw that had like 30 second intervals. One of them had like 53 people in it. How many? Like it was, it was like 61 or 63 or something. It was, it was the Cauliflower Alley Club show. and They didn't want to tell anybody, no, you can't work it. Go, That's... Go, go pretty much everybody they didn't have a spot for. They put in the rumble and they did 30 second interval. That's fucking know. ridiculous. 60 some odd people that's bigger than the Marvel vs. Capcom 2 roster. <laughs> now, now, now put the and that's 56. <laughs> now, put that into perspective. Now, people who have known me for a long time know that I will go to show with a notebook and I'll write recall and the matches down. I've got them for my record. I'm trying to do this for the for the battle royal, and by about number 22, I went, Fuck it, I threw the notebook down. Who was no in it? Point. Who was like. How, by by number fifty, did you just ask somebody like, "Hey, you want to get in there?" Like, who 
who was in this show? <laughs> and, and here's Jeb from down the road. Wait, Jayhawk, Jayhawk. Cauliflower Alley actually had 60 plus guys just waiting around and they're like, we're going to do this. So, so Cauliflower Alley, the wrestling shows were not technically Cauliflower Alley sponsored show. It's a company out of, usually a, company, a couple of companies out of California and Nevada that work together to put on the cart. Okay. Now they've gotten much better the last couple of years. Now, now they do the match show. are going to be six to eight, mat, six to eight matches. That's it. We're cutting people off. If they do a, battle, a standard battle roll, it's like 20 guys. Cause they do a rumble with 30 guys. That's what we're doing. But when they started doing these, they were basically like anybody who wants to work the show. Here's the name of the primary promoter. Email him, get the information from him. He wouldn't tell anybody. No. So pretty much if you got there and said, Hey, if there's a spot for me to work the show, he would be like, yeah, come on down. And then he'd get there and he'd have like 100 guys in the locker room. So there would be, so these shows would be like 12 or 13 matches and the Rumble would have 40, 50, 50 guys because he wouldn't tell anybody no. That's crazy. That's crazy. Like, what kind of names? Is just anybody showed up? Or did I, you have big name? It would vary. Who won that match? That, that 61 person? I don't fucking remember. I don't remember who was in the goddamn thing. Oh, that would have been amazing if you had that written down, like who won it. I'm like, I gave up after like 20 guys. I wrote down the winner somewhere. I don't know where that notebook is now. I've moved like three times since that match, but I think you should try to find it for next I, show. I agree. I think we should just go over that all 61 opponents and then just go over it. Like that should be a whole episode. Your notes. I, I, I guarantee you, I do not have all 50, not one or 53, or whatever the fucking name, name written down are. I gave like, I gave up in the 20. That's like the ET in the uh, buried in the landfill type of like lore now. I think I need to. I think I need to see it. Yeah, well, that honestly, I've much as much as I've moved the last five years, last eight or ten years, that notebook might be in a landfill. Unfortunately, I don't might not have, uh, I don't have it anymore. But and the, the show could generally were really good with really good matches. Did that rumble was just like there? I can't do this. There's too many fucking people. And then I feel bad. But it's like one of the few guys that I recognize like by sight in that thing was called by the wrong name. Yeah, the ring announcer couldn't keep it straight either. Oh, yeah, it's 63 fucking names. How are you going to keep up with that? <laughs> and that, that ring announcer is a very good friend of mine. So I feel bad, yeah, <laughs> in bringing that up even, but like, they're human. They couldn't fucking keep up with that. Oh, my God. I couldn't keep up with it trying to take note, especially you're trying to figure to take note of who got eliminated, guy being eliminated, like while you're writing names down. I don't know. And you don't recognize because I'm not from. Think a bunch of West Coast guys. I'm not from the West Coast. I don't know who half of them are anyway. Even if they're big names in that area, I don't know them. So anyway, go ahead. Let's go ahead and get this thing wrapped up here. Mark, do you have any plugs? Hey, we didn't say if we're going to give the show a thumbs up or a thumbs down. Oh, shit. You're right. Oh, Bicky bitching about shows having 10 fucking years ago. <laughs> we're working on. Uh, hey, I think home office should keep that in. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going from I'm going thumbs up. Thumbs up. Yeah. Thumbs up all the way. Thumbs up. You put a, you put a, as I say, you put a battle royal like a Royal Rumble in a show. Thumbs up. Absolutely was, fun show. It was a well paced card, too. Like that yeah. definitely helps. I don't I think, I think people really underestimate the importance of like pacing your card out and knowing like where to put what match where. Definitely. It's, it's such a, it's a, it's an uh, underrated uh, skill. You know, more, pro, you know, production should have two and a half, 245. That's the sweet spot. Anything else, you know, it better be it better be WrestleMania because you know there's no reason to go four, three, four hours. You don't have to. We don't we don't need we don't need Snyder cuts out here. <laughs> yeah. 
And, and, and just basic thing with picking too. You have mobile tag team matches on a card. Unless it's a tournament, don't put them back to back. If you have mobile women's matches on the card, unless it's a tournament, don't put them back to back. Spread stuff out. A lot of that stuff should be common sense. But all right, now Marky, go ahead and get your plugs in. Hey, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at eGirlFemboy, voice spelled B O I. Uh, you can also find me on Twitch, twitch.tv slash eGirlFemboy. I'm uh, going to be starting up Final Fantasy A Stranger in Paradise this week. I'm very excited. Everything I've seen from that game makes it seem very 2000s anime edgelord. I'm all about that. So excited to check that out. Uh, and yeah. Um, Listen to old episodes of X over. We're on a little bit of a hiatus. My buddy's got, he's got some moving and car issues keeping him out from recording. So we're going to take a little break, but while we're on our break, just listen to all the old episodes. It's fine. You got plenty of time to catch up now. All right. You can follow me on Twitter at ref Jayhawk, Facebook at, and Instagram at Jayhawk one, five, three, nine, Twitch, twitch.tv forward slash ref Jayhawk. I've been working on WWE 2K22 in the My Ride mode, which I'm getting a little bit annoyed with. I might switch to a different mode just to get away from it. Biggest issue I've had, I've ever had with the WWE career mode, I'm running into it with My Ride, right? Is you have to win this match to move the storyline along. And then it's like a six man ladder match or some shit. Don't force me to fucking win a 30 minute goddamn ladder match because I lose and I'm pissed. And that's actually what happened to me the other day. I was streaming live and I went, you know what? Fuck, I can't even put it up on YouTube. I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you might be able to still find out on Twitch. I haven't deleted off Twitch, but it's not showing up on Facebook. It'll delete. You get be a, you'll be gone from Twitch forever after the 14 day period. <laughs> but if you want to hear Angry Jayhawk, pull that one up. Um, and all- I know I'm watching after. <laughs> <laughs> and also, uh, I have been advertising. I'm going to be on this week edition of the A Show. We had some scheduling issues with the taping. It's going to be next week edition of the A Show, which will drop March 28th. We'll be drafting NWA 1988 on the A show when I do that. I'm looking very forward to that. Uh, Jay Gold. Uh, you, can, uh, you can find me on Twitter at jgold12. Um, if you want to find out where I am, I'll be on the couch tomorrow working. And if you want to watch me play video games, you'll have to knock on my door and you can come watch me play NBA 2K that I got for half off. Or um, sometimes I play FIFA. But, you know, you still have to come and hang out with me. You don't, you're not going to see me on the stream. Uh, if, I, if I come over sometime, can we play like NBA Jam? Yes. Please, God, let's do that. I think that would be awesome. I think, uh, yeah. Please rate, review, and subscribe wherever you listen to us. Don't forget about the merch store over at whatamaneuver.net, which has the uh, JCP uh, designs collab with Derek Dillinger and the IWTV Guide uh, logo, which is, uh, honestly, it's awesome. So put it on all your stuff. Um, our podcast friends, Wrestling Cheers, Pod Van Dam, Super Fantastic Podcast. If you catch my grift, uh, at Oz with Wrestling, X Over, and the card is going to change. Our other friends, as I said, JCP Designs, the official graphic designer of IWTV Guide, PWPonderings.com, Big Starks Brand, Set Tab Photo, Smoking Jay's Barbecue, the best barbecue in Ohio, um, and Kayfabe Collectibles, our buddy Joey. That's all I got. Thanks. All right. Join us next week for another edition of IWTV Guide. And as late Bobby Heenan once said, Real American is my second favorite theme song. All the rest are tied. Later, everybody. <laughs> Later. See ya. Oh, and down.